I wanted to carry on a bit more about what I was sharing yesterday. I felt like I didn't touch everything that I wanted to and I wasn't able to express my thought the way I wanted. Benvenuti su 5 Minutes Thoughts. In today's audio log, I'm going to talk about failure, how to understand failure. Now, I want to make this a continuation from yesterday's because I was talking about numbers and how we, as a society, many of us, not all of us, many of us take numbers as a metric to define our success, define our happiness, define our value. Although we know that after a certain point of, let's say, money, it doesn't really affect on your happiness. Yes, for example, you do need a job. You can't be just poor living on the street. That may be your way and you'll be probably happy. But generally speaking, for day-to-day people, having a stable source of income where they love to work at and being able to provide for themselves and for their loved ones is what would consider a happy happy amount of numbers of money that is required. Of course, more the merrier. However, there is that cutoff point after which it doesn't really affect that much where there is a diminishing return over a higher amount. It's like any luxury product, you know, you have this particular section in the market where there is a lot of cheap items where it is directly proportional to how much money you spend. And then you have this medium bracket where, again, directly proportional to how much you spend, the quality, the craftsmanship and all that about the product. Then you have this huge segment of luxury where it's not directly proportional, but more like a plastic strain versus stress craft where it deforms linearly and then there is a weird curve until a breakpoint. Instead of going too much depth in material science, what I mean to say in this last part is imagine a curve that starts straight and then curves up and becomes flat line or almost flat line. After which as much money you get or you spend doesn't really make that difference. That's where my intention of numbers don't tell us how successful we are. However, I also mentioned that we should use numbers as a guidance. I was reading this article called Treat Failure Like Scientist and I was like, yes, this is this is something, this sentence summarizes everything I'm, I wanted to say. By the way, this article is by somebody called James Clear. This Treat Failure Like Scientist is absolutely what I wanted to express yesterday. You know, we have this scientific theory or scientific method where we have a hypothesis if and then we run some test. If the result that we get is what we wanted, then we call it successful. And if we can repeat it multiple times, that is scientifically proved to be successful. Whereas if we don't get the result, we go back with to the starting point, rethink about our hypothesis, re-go through our um, process and see what we get the result. But also this scientific method in engineering is used as a feedback loop where you have an input, you have a processor that processes this input and gives you an output. Now, sometimes this output is not necessarily what you wanted. What you take is you take this output and feed it back to the process so that the process can adjust for the previous outcomes to give you the next outcome. 
And that's what treating failure like scientists uh, I wanted to mean. Treat these numbers that you set for yourself that you didn't reach as a uh, as a feedback. And you shouldn't put your worth on this uh, thing. You shouldn't put your worth on these numbers because as a human, you are more worthy than just those tiny numbers that can mean or not mean things. I wanted to read a passage from this article that I I, I can't express how well it summarizes what I wanted to say. So here it is. For most of us, failure feels like an indication of who you are as a person. Failing a test means you're not smart enough. Failing to get fit means you're undesirable. Failing in business means you don't have what it takes. Failing at art means you're not creative and so on. But for the scientist, a negative result is not an indication that they are bad scientists. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Proving a hypothesis wrong is often as useful as providing it, proving it right, because you learn something along the way, and that is what, like seriously, this is what summarizes very very well my process of thinking when we look at numbers and we decide as a failure of ourselves, but we are not. I say many of us, but if I look back at me. I actually feel I actually have that feelings in me, like not getting enough number, like a enough grade or a particular percentage. It makes me feel like a failure or not earning a certain amount of money makes me feel like a failure. However, I should be thinking differently. My let's say my aim as an engineer is to make 60K a year. OK, but Okay, we're already starting with the big mistake. I'm I shouldn't just consider myself as an engineer but other ways. But let's think of it this way. As an individual, if I wanted to earn 60k a year, I should be thinking of how can I have multiple stream of revenue that I can reach that figure. For example, a graduate engineer it um earns around 30k around the area of London. I'm not talking about big law firms or banking where the money, of course, it increased higher. But for a normal graduate as an engineer in London would be around 30K. But I have that other 30K. Now, just because as a graduate engineer, I'm not achieving that rest of 30K because 60K is my aim, that doesn't mean I'm failing. It just means that I have other ways or I have to find other ways to make that 30k. Now, because as an engineer, it takes us a lot of time. We usually would have a nine to five job. Of course, we can't take another nine to five job in the meantime to reach to make that 30k. However, what we could do is over a period of years, be able to achieve or increase our salary quick enough to reach that 60k or we can do some other, we can open up our side business, we can have another creative process that maybe enjoys us, makes us enjoy, makes us learn a lot, which is also creating a source of revenue.
Now, this is where also numbers listen to a nice thing for me, uh, time preference theory. There's something called time preference theory where it basically says what you want to have in your short term or rather, you have two types of people, someone who would like to enjoy things in the short terms and sacrifice in the long, whereas you have someone who would sacrifice in the short term and understands the value of what they will achieve in the long run. And this is what time preference theory is. Let's say we have a number. If we don't reach that number today or tomorrow, how about we build ourselves so that we can achieve our number in the future? But it should be more of a journey of we are learning rather than uh, rather than stopping ourselves and feeling down for ourselves. Just be like a scientist and treat your failure like that. Don't see the failure as it's your fault. Just see it as an experiment that didn't give you the right answers that you wanted. Not even right answers. It didn't give you the answers that you wanted according to your hypothesis. Then go back with this current answer that uh, proved wrong your hypothesis and see where along the process you can improve yourself. Also, there is one thing that the author says in this article that I don't uh, agree with, where it says failure is a cost uh, you pay to be right. Mm. I wouldn't say failure. I think I've also expressed this before. To me, failure is when I have a question and the answer is maybe. To me, failure is not a no because with no, it just disproves my initial hypothesis. It shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be counted as a failure. I think this is where it's a bit of contradiction. Uh, it contradicts itself uh, in this article where he tells you to treat failure like a saint scientist but then tells you failure is a cost to be cost of you to be right i think failure should be when you don't get an answer when you get something like maybe you're not sure if it's right or wrong <sighs> again i say right or wrong what i mean is does it agree a failure is when you don't know if the statement that you have the hypothesis that you have and the answer that you get neither agrees nor disagrees that's when it's a failure if it agrees well you have done the process right in the first try if it's wrong then go back and see what went not the way you wanted on the process anyway i hope I was able to explain a bit clearly what I meant by numbers. I think I should be starting more and more scripting these things so that I'm not rumbling about something nonsense on and on and on without making any clear sense to anyone. Anyway, have a wonderful day. Bye.